Like many of us, Kevin Bjorklund had moments in his life where regardless of how many people gave him positive feedback, he felt like he had nothing of value. These moments created a sense of hopelessness. Have you ever had moments like this? Kevin is going to show us how to recognize and identify those feelings and to overcome them. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Grant. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Carol Graham with Never Ever Give Up Hope, and I am so pleased to have you on the show today. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on your show. The first thing that I would like to have you share with us is you have a background in film production. Could you tell us that story? Absolutely. So I went to film school back in 2006, and you know I had the, the desire to help you know, people through media, uh, teaching, educating, um, that kind of thing. And so I went to a film school in Florida and uh, after graduating, I had an opportunity to become an intern at a, a ministry organization in, in Tulsa, was, which was not a part of my plans. And I ended up, I ended up doing it. I ended up moving and, I really enjoyed it. It's really where I cut my teeth. Obviously, after you get out of school, you think you know everything. And then you realize, wow, there's a lot that I don't know and that you only learn through experience. So I got a, an enormous amount of experience doing that. And, and after that internship, I got brought on at, at that organization, that church for three years. And, and then I sensed you know, in 2010, I sensed that there was a big transition. I didn't really know what that was. And so I resigned. I had a very general plan of what I was going to be doing. I decided to start my own company doing, you know, at the time, real estate videos, which was not really my intent in any part of the plan, but I just thought it was an opportunity to maybe make some, make some money while I figured things out. And four months later, I was, I got a job at a uh, an organization. It was a ministry organization that operated all around the world, and they their mo or their mission objective was helping uh, in in nations that were relatively hostile. You know, I guess in some form or fashion. And so, to to clarify, that was you know it, at the time, you know, Afghanistan, Iraq. Um, uh, and these aren't like hostile nations in what I'm saying, but I understand different, I different um, obstacles that we were facing. You know, one was in, in Burma or Myanmar and 
the cyclone had hit in 2006. And so, so many um, people had died and there was, there was an enormous amount of orphans uh, in, in Burma and in Myanmar. And so, but that nation was closed off to a lot of the outside world at the time. And so um, in there and helping figure out how to do orphan care. Um, so it was a very amazing opportunity. Obviously okay. my role in media. And so each nation, I, I was single at the time and they had rules for people who would travel, you know, if they were married and had kids, they could only travel so much time out of the year just because they really did prioritize family. And so I was single and um, I was basically going on every trip. That was almost every other month or every third month. I was somewhere around the world, you know, whether that was, you know, uh-huh. Egypt uh-huh. I was in 2011, where the, when the Arab spring was breaking out and um, in the Syrian refugee crisis that, that took place after that in people fleeing Syria into Iraq. And so I was all over the world and I was interviewing people um, who had these horrendous stories. And, you know, I really, I, I think to shorten the story, I became, I was always fascinated in personal development and success. All of that was since I was a teenager, I was fascinated. Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar. Like I was always listening to those types okay. of people, Tony Robbins, um, Earl Nightingale. I just loved it. And, and then I found myself in this, in this season of my life where I was interviewing these people and in some of the hardest places with some of the most tragic yeah. stories and interviewing them and hearing their stories. And I loved the aspect of meeting people, connecting with people, hearing their story. And yet there was still a part of me that wanted to, I didn't, I wasn't satisfied just telling the story, right? I wanted to help impact the story and help change. And that's what the organization was doing as a, as a whole. But for me, it became much more personal and I wanted to help people change their stories. And I didn't know it at the time, but that was really what began the process of developing me into the the Kevin Bjorklund that I am today. That is absolutely incredible, Kevin. I had no idea, even in reading the bio that you sent me, and I applaud you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That really, uh, really means a lot to me personally. And now I want to know if there was a point, whether during that time of your life or another point where it was a low point where you really wondered, as you said, you started to question even, you know, what you were doing. But did you reach a low point? And if so, tell us about that and what you did. I think that's a great question. And I, I would say I don't think there was ever just one low point. I think for the most part, I am a very positive person. Um you know, in my strength finders, there's positivity is one of the top uh futuristic is another one. So, you know, even just taking mm-hmm. those top two traits, I'm very positive about the future. Um, I've, I think if you have natural giftings, one of mine would be encouragement. Mm-hmm. I love encouraging people. Great. I love uh, building people up. Uh, there's, there's so much to that. But what's ironic is I think a lot of times, and this was the case for me, the person that I was the most hard on was me. So, you know, even if I'm in the midst of encouraging people, there would be times when I was very low about myself. Mm. And, you know, even people, you know, in media, I I definitely did develop a skill to produce videos and media pieces that that 
moved people emotionally that people would, you know, clap at or cry to, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and so people would compliment me on my abilities, but there was times when I had this, this overwhelming sense of, you know, what do I even have to offer? You know, what is, I, I, I think I put so many people, everyone else on this, I could see so much potential in everyone else, but it was hard for me to see what I actually had to offer. And so I would say there was a, a, a more than one low point of trying to figure out and remedy that happening in my own life. And what tracked me into this, this mindset avenue was this understanding that everything starts in the mind. You know, every problem that we have in the world today, every solution that we have in the world today, it's a byproduct of what's going on in the the minds of individuals and groups and uh-huh. communities and countries and all of its ideas, right? It's these ideas that are made up in the mind. And I realized what's going on in my mind isn't necessarily true. <laughs> it, you know, it, and it's funny, but it's like, oh, not, these thoughts aren't necessarily all valid but if i begin to accept them as truth or assume their their validity or believe in them that is what's manifesting now in my life and so i did go on a on a journey to find a mentor that i could really learn from someone that i could not just take a bunch of information like I had been for the past two decades, but someone who could mentor me through the process. And and I kind of self-appointed myself to Earl Nightingale, who was not alive, but his content did something for me that the others didn't. There was something about it that I connected yeah. with. And, and although I couldn't phone him, you know, one-on-one, I could, I could consume his content like a scientist and I could really dig into it and, and study it and try to allow what he was talking about to impact me, not just on a conscious level, but a subconscious level from that is where I came to find Bob Proctor. Now there's a longer story to that, but Bob Proctor was still alive at the time he passed away earlier this year and, and just left a phenomenal legacy in continuation to this, this um, industry of uh-huh. personal development and success and mindset. And, and at the time I just knew that I wanted someone to mentor me. And so I went all in on pursuing him as my personal mentor. I signed up for every possible program uh-huh. I could, which is not cheap. Um, and lo and behold, I, you know, through a series of events that I did not personally orchestrate, he would, he and I were on the phone and, he started asking me a bunch of questions and of course i had i had reversed i was in the in the process of reverse engineering him i watched i would wake up at 4am i was studying his content i was taking notes i was you know buying the books that he would reference i was looking up the mentors that he had and he started asking me questions and i i just i i had all the answers to him cuz i was studying <laughs> so intently you know and he could see that i was really hungry and he he made a statement there. He said, you know, here, take this down. This is my phone number. You're going to be successful in this industry, you know, if you just keep going. Uh, but if you need anything, give me a call. And so he was the one who really helped me throughout that that process of of 
making coaching, consulting uh, a, a full-time, you know, not just a career, but the life uh-huh. that I was pursuing. And so he was a big part of that. Have you ever heard the expression, when you buy the thought, you buy the lie? No, but I like that. <laughs> I thought of that as, as you were um, as you were talking, and I personally have adapted that and used that a lot because it's so true. So it fits right with what you were sharing, and bang on. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Now, how do we limit ourselves? That's a great, that's a great question. And I think the truth is in the question, you know, no one else limits us. We limit ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and I think one of the deceits is that we're limited because of external circumstances. You know, we're limited yes, because yes. of the world around us, the environment, the, the hand we were dealt. And so first and foremost, I think just within that question, if someone can get to the point to, to realize there is no limitation for you beyond yourself, wow. whatever ideas that we are coming into agreement with, becoming emotionally connected to, those are the ideas and the ideals that are going to manifest in our life. And so um, I would say our mindset is how we unleash ourselves and how we limit Mm. ourselves. And and that's why I, I became so fascinated with this was because it's easier said than done, right? You can People can know how to get in shape. People can know the right types of foods right. to eat. People can know that they need to spend less money than they consume in order to have a surplus of finances and, and a, a sense of financial freedom. And yet the majority don't. And so we're not lacking information. Right. We're not lacking. What we're lacking is at its core and its most boiled down point, we're lacking belief that we believe wow. in certain. We're, we're believing in some other idea that is contrary to the information that we have known and accepted. And that belief system is limiting us to the certain results that we're getting. And you could, depending on who you listen to, it'll be called a paradigm or a belief system. Uh-huh, or a uh-huh. But Bob made it so easy when I started studying under him. He just said, if you want to know what you believe, just look at your results. Good point. It's they're, they're, they're directly connected. And where people become so frustrated is when you have superior information or superior knowledge and inferior results, right? That's where life becomes very frustrating. You know, people, you hear people start saying, I know better, but why am I not Mm. producing better? And it's because of the beliefs beliefs are interesting because it's a part of the subconscious mind and the subconscious mind is operates on habits. That's what a paradigm, a paradigm is a multitude of ideas or habits that live in the subconscious mind. Those habits are happening without our conscious awareness. And so beliefs are producing results without our conscious awareness. And so until someone elevates above this, this, reality that my life is just a product of my circumstances and they realize my life is a product of my beliefs they can't change well that's saying it in a nutshell isn't it hopefully (laughs) (laughs) no that was excellent and what i want to share is that you have definitely piqued our interest i believe that anyone listening 
no matter what they are involved in, in their jobs or their personal life, etc., they can apply what you are going to share next. And one of the things you're going to share is your coaching program and how you can help the audience. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to delve a little more into that. Carol Graham would like to show you the path from misery to miraculous triumph in her fast-paced memoir, Battered Hope. She relates her determination to succeed as someone who experienced one horrendous nightmare after another. Gang raped and left for dead, loss of a child, husband falsely imprisoned, and cancer. Nothing could break her tenacity or faith. No matter what you face, heartache, loss, suffering, or injustice, Carol will illustrate how she became a victor the same way you can. The secret is to never ever give up hope. Order your copy at Amazon or batteredhope.blogspot.com. Welcome back. And with me today, I have Kevin Bjorklund. I know many people have talked about this, but you have really, I think, hit the nail on the head in what you have shared so far. And so what I want you to now share is how you encourage people through teaching them to build their faith, to take action on their dreams, and share your coaching program, please. Well, thank you so much. Yes, obviously faith is a critical piece to someone achieving anything in their life and in all categories of their life. You know, life is made up of so much more than just a career or a pursuit of some kind. You have your family, you have your, for people who are married or, you know, in close relationships, you have your relationships and your friendships and you have your, uh, all of those things, you know, your finances and your health and and all of it is a byproduct to what's happening in the mind, right? The, the ideas that people are accepting. But what I think a lot of people don't understand is that in order to have faith for something, you need to have desire. <laughs> and what I have found, and it's very ironic in coaching, is that a lot of people spend most of their time suppressing desires because they either feel guilty right. or they developed this idea that I shouldn't want things. Uh, I shouldn't have things. I don't, des- I don't deserve certain things. And so they suppress the very thing that gives fuel to their faith. Um, if you read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which right. is one of the, mm-hmm. the most the, the pioneering books of, of this, and he got it from Andrew Carnegie and all those other people who created significant results in our, lo- in our, in our world, the world that we live in. They, they had 13 common traits from all the people that he interviewed. And the second one was faith. The first one was desire. Uh, the biggest obstacle that I have when coaching people is helping them discover what they desire, what they genuinely desire. And I've seen so many people become disappointed because they don't achieve their goal. And it's not because they didn't right. have what it took. It's because they were going after something they actually didn't want. It was something that they felt like they should want or they should do or they should have. And maybe that was because their parents told them they should or their friends told them they should or their community. or, But they're not – they weren't living true to themselves. And so the first step that I, that I coach with is having people establish a goal that is based on a desire of something that they actually want because – 
A goal simply is a mechanism for a person to grow. A goal, Bob would say this all the time. The goal is not so that you can get something. The goal is so that you can grow. Hmm. And whenever you're going after something that you want, that you actually want, it's forcing you to grow and develop in ways that you wouldn't be able to without that goal. Because otherwise we just we stay in this this habitual pattern of getting the same results that we're already getting. You know, it was Robert yes. Heinlein who yes. said without a clearly defined goal, we become strangely loyal to performing daily trivia until ultimately we become enslaved by it. And that is I think what a lot of people are are going through right now is they are a slave to their habits. They are a slave to their lifestyle because they don't really know what they want and they haven't given themselves time to think about it and really allow that desire to be translated into a goal. And the last thing I would say is if you're really going after something that you want, that you have never experienced before, you won't know how. Mm-hmm. And that's why most people don't set the goal and they don't go after the thing that they actually want is because they're so consumed with how it can happen. And you that's what faith does. Faith opens you to a reality that your eyes and your ears and your senses can't see yet. And it's what Jesus said. Jesus said, whatsoever things you ask for when you pray, Believing you've received them, that's the key. Absolutely. Believing you've received something is different than believing you'll have something. And most people set a goal and they believe that they'll have it someday, but that's that's <laughs> not how you that's not how you get something. You have to believe that you've received it, and when that happens, you now open yourself up to what types of activities you should be doing. You also open yourself up to opportunities that could not have presented themselves to you until the belief was there. And so, you know, I would just encourage the audience to to break away from from what you currently are experiencing in your life. Just because you're experiencing something right now, it doesn't mean that has right. any proof of what is capable or what you're capable of or what you could do. It's my, it's it's simply just a byproduct of what you've believed up to this point. And so, I always encourage people, disconnect from your current reality, your current results, your bank account, your current health, your, your, your current you know, status of your relationship, and just answer this simple question, what do you want? You don't have to figure out how to get it. You just have to start with what you want. Desire is the first and foremost key or element to this recipe of success. And that was my next question, actually, is what is the first step? Now, is there is that the first baby step, or is there any other steps regarding, I, I would assume, mindset before you get to that first step? Mind, understanding mindset is a really good key. Um, I always say that environment is stronger than willpower. And so we have six, we have six, essentially, you know, six muscles to the mind. Um, Just like you can go to the gym and you can work out your arms or your back or your legs. You can work out these, these muscles that we have in our mind. And those are the imagination, your intuition, perception, memory, reason, and will. And will is your ability to give attention to something for an extended period of time. You know, if you're watching a really exciting movie 
you're going to give your entire attention to it, right? Things could be happening around you, but but you can fixate on that. Well, it's the same with your dream or your goal or whatever. You can give attention to it, and you can you can you can see it as if it has already happened. That and that's what the imagination is for, right? You you create a picture of a desired outcome, and you give all of your attention to that desired outcome. So the mindset, I think, when people put themselves in an environment of belief, uh, you know, they're they're in certain circles or they're in certain um, training programs or certain courses that there's a bunch of people and they're all, you know, leaning into this information, whatever it is, and there there's so much expectancy. That environment in itself will help elevate a person's mindset. And once and and, and by mindset, I say the the thinking and the feeling of that person. The belief belief is a is an emotional connection, not just a just an intellectual one. And so, definitely desire is, but you do need to develop your mindset, and the way you can do that is through study. So that's a great question. I would say. Yes, you need to be studying. You need to study yourself. Mm. You need to study the mind. You need to study um, the thing that you're doing, you know, your craft. Right, right. But, but I would say studying mindset, understanding mindset is, is a first step to, to developing success in your life, for sure. And do you teach that in your coaching program? Is that where you – or do, do people have to prepare before they – um, sign up for your coaching program and also is your program different than anyone else's that's out there great questions um, that is my program I would say is almost exclusively mindset in terms of finding out what you want and then taking the necessary steps so I I emphasize the mindset intentionally so you no one has to have you know, the right mindset uh-huh. coming in. That's what the coaching is for. Right, it right. also helps people take the right steps or the necessary steps going forward. I would say if I feel like my, my coaching is unique in that I have, I am a believer. So I, I, my background is, is in following Jesus, right? So I always follow Jesus. And I, I saw that there's other people who, don't share the same beliefs as me, but they have a ton of success. Uh-huh. And and then there was people who believed the same exact way that I do, and their lives were not in their own the way they would describe it, not successful. You know, they were they were not happy. And I I was very curious. Why are people successful? Why are some people so successful, and then why are other people not? And so, what I bring to the equation is. You know, I studied again under Bob Proctor, and a lot of his teaching is what what I provide. But the other element that I do provide is for those people who don't necessarily put their foot in the door to mindset coaching or mindset stuff, or because they think it they think it's wrong or it's oh, I don't know if this is correlates with what I already believe. I add an element of faith. And what you know the Bible says about things to my coaching, so that's where I do think it's it is a little more unique than uh, what they might get through a, a Bob Proctor and then honestly anyone else. So, what is the Goal Card app? The Goal Card app was something that I actually began developing before I really made this 
the, the thing that I was going to do with my life because I did realize or I, I was aware enough that goals are really important for people. You know, it seems like people are going year after year and they're kind of just, it goes back to that Robert Heinlein quote, they're just kind of just kind of going through the motions and you find a lot of people regretting things like, oh, I wish I would have done this and I wish I would have done that. And so I had this idea to create an app that would allow people to actually write down their goal. I heard a stat one time that it was, you know, 13% of people actually have a goal and 3% of those people have it written down. And it was mind boggling. It was like, you know, but I, but I thought it was true because when I heard that stat, I could not answer the question, what's your goal? I didn't have a clearly defined goal for myself. That was something that I considered a very worthy ideal. And I definitely, so I didn't have it, but I also, because I didn't have it, I didn't have it written down. And for the times that I did have goals, I didn't write them down. And if I did, it would have been like in the front page of a journal at the beginning of the year that I never came back to until maybe the end of the year. And then I was like, oh, I totally forgot that I wrote that. That's interesting. So I wanted to create an app that would put a reminder to people every single day. This is your goal. This is your goal. This is your goal. And, and not just to say this is your goal, but to have people internalize it and emotionalize it and see themselves as that person. So the goal card app has a card where you write out your goal in the, in the present tense. You know, I'm so happy and grateful now that I've done this thing or I am this thing or I've achieved this thing. And then the next card is the self-image card where you write on an image of yourself the way you, you see yourself as the person who would accomplish that goal, right? And that's the, that's the, that's the hard part for people is they're so connected to this, this current reality of themselves and so when they set a goal that's bigger beyond what they think they can accomplish, they look at themselves and say, like, I could never do that. Or who am I to do that? And so in alignment, you also have to set a vision of who you are and then uh-huh. become that person. And when that happens, it's what, or it's what Napoleon Hill said in Think and Grow Rich. You can accomplish more in four years effortlessly by doing these things than someone who works hard for 40 years and accomplishes far less than that because you have a goal and you have an image of yourself. And so that's what the goal card app is. Well, thank you for that explanation. That is excellent. And now can people get in touch with you via your website and where would they get the uh, goal card app as well? Same place? The goal card app is available. It'll on the website, which is mindsetmastery.life, and it will take them to either the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. So they could go directly to the App Store uh, or Google Play okay. to get the Gold Card app. Okay. And what would you like to say in conclusion? I would just like to encourage everyone to dream bigger than they've been dreaming. Hmm. You know, dream, dream way beyond what you've currently thought possible. Sometimes people just need to hear that to take a step back from the things that have been causing anxiety or stress or all of the things that you know are very common in life and just to hear that they're capable of doing what they've never done before. I, I, I remember seeing a poster that said, it's never too late to be who you could have been. Oh my and goodness, I love, I love that. Say that again. It, it said, and I don't know who the 
person who said it originally was, but it's, it's never too late to become who you could have been. And so just to all of your audience, I would just encourage them to dream bigger and understand that when you're going after something you've never achieved before, you won't know how to do it. That's the power of mindset. When you believe that you've received or become something, you will open yourselves up to opportunities and strategies and techniques that you never would have until the belief was there. That is an amazing summary, and I thank you for that. This has been an awesome time with you. I encourage people to connect with you. I know that you you can help a lot of people, and for that I thank you. And we can always improve. I don't care how much we think we know. And I felt that way as I was listening to you today. You've encouraged people to go further, to go deeper, even if they feel they've already arrived. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I think that's great. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you again for being on Never Ever Give Up Hope. And I appreciate everything you've shared with us today. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.